Welcome back to part two of our conversation with designated drinker and sex and relationship coach, Chelsea Allen. Now, if you've missed part one, you should go ahead and belly up to the bar and give that a listen first. We'll save your seat right here for you. So Chelsea, welcome back, welcome back. Let's get right back into it, right? So we were talking about sticky, sticky, ooey, gooey stuff and finding your kink. Um, <laughs> in a jar. In a jar. Duh. So again, if you didn't hear that, that part of this episode, go back. You're going to want to hear it. <laughs> um, so tell us about um, your specialties. So I, as I mentioned earlier, I really like inner child work because that starts us right at the beginning of everything. Um, and when we can work through that, we can also simultaneously work on things like boundaries, um, nonviolent communication, attachment theory, and shame and guilt are a super um, big topic that I like to work through because I feel like shame and guilt hold us back um, in the bedroom, especially in a lot of in things, a lot, in a lot of, of different ways. I was like in a lot, a lot, a yeah, lot of things absolutely. in life, right? But like, yeah, think about how much it holds you back in the bedroom, or how much shame holds us back in life, and the things that we would do if we didn't have shame and guilt around a lot of things, and we weren't worried about people judging us we'd probably be pretty different people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's important to work through that a lot of the time. And if you haven't seen um, Brene Brown's TED Talk on shame, uh, go watch it on YouTube because it will change your life. She doesn't really talk about uh, shame in the bedroom, but just you can kind of apply it to your whole life and she really opens it up. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> see her actually talking about sex I, for some reason as a fit. But you know, it's funny you say that because you know my mother um, was really big on weight. Like she really, she was very, um, she did not hold back her thought on, on anyone's physical um, makeup and especially my own. Um, I was the only kid that dealt with her weight. Everyone else, no, weight was not an issue. Um, and my mother did not deal with it well. She put me on diet pills when I was six because for her, it was, it was a shame. And, it, and, it's, and it's, it's hard because you have to think about the fact that <clears throat> My mother did the best, you have to believe they do the best they could with what they know. And that was obviously baggage that my mother didn't deal with. It actually resonates throughout my entire family on my mother's side. Not as, not at the point that it did for my mother, but you can hear, I can hear my brother. My brother um, will often, will talk about like, just more concerned about his own weight, not about worried about anyone else's. Um, so it's just interesting that that plays a role in stays in your life everywhere that's that inner child stuff yep that's that inner child stuff but uh yeah. but yeah I can see that I could see like I mean obviously it holds you back when you're like uh yeah of course it's like turn the lights off <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me I'm like turn them all on I don't care turn them all on run around naked Woo-hoo! so we don't have any yeah I don't care awesome. I don't I I don't know something happened to me somewhere in my life and I just like flipped the switch and I was like Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You don't like it? Cool. You're in? Let's do this. I, I, I don't know. Something happened. I, I was, I just became not as, as buttoned up as I was. I came from a very, like, you know, conservative house. Yeah. When it came to that. Yeah. But very affectionate. My father was super affectionate. My mother, my mother was mean, but. I struggle, yeah. I struggle with shame. I struggle with boundaries. Um, I'm a people pleaser and it makes me miserable. So I work on my own stuff all the time. I do my own exercises um, that I do with my clients all the time. So speaking of exercises, and we kind of talked about this when we did our little pre-interview, what is something that you could give our listeners? What is something that we should all work on 
to get to that, to your point, a healthier, um, uh, more open, fulfilling sex life? When I start at the beginning with someone, I usually take a two-tiered approach, um, and one is a lot more fun than the other. So like I've said, sound like a broken record, but healing your inner child and releasing yourself of that guilt and shame is like the sexiest thing you can do. Um, It'll just open your eyes and your spirit and everything. It's really something else. But (laughs) the second thing I tell my clients is to masturbate. Masturbate, masturbate, masturbate. Honestly, (laughs) yes. It makes me giggle. Get back to basics. (laughs) This is the greatest episode ever. Get yourself back to basics. <laughs> find Perfect. out. I can't do any more episodes today. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. Right? Excuse me. I go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm, I'm so in. It's so important to like get back to basics and find out what gets you off. So toys, lube, your hands in the shower, rubbing against the side of the couch. Do it all. Try something weird. Um, you're going to learn something about yourself that is probably buried deep down inside you and it may bust your world wide open and make your sex life so much more enjoyable. And it's also going to bring you some um, confidence and some stability in who you are and what you like. And you can voice that to your partner. Um, And if you think your kink or fetish is like the strangest thing in the world and you're so embarrassed or ashamed of it, I guarantee you that there is a Reddit thread and several websites and groups of people (laughs) who are dedicated to that same exact thing that you like. Um, So try something new because if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. And our bodies and brains are so curious and excited to try new things. So do yourself a favor and do yourself. (laughs) I'm, I'm done. It's it. the greatest episode. I think that's, do that's, it. that's do the it. best advice I've ever had in my life. Although the couch, I, I like my house really clean. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand what you're talking. I'm not saying I do that, but I'm saying I understand what she's talking about. Yeah. Because little kids, I have two little girls, you know, they are, and I've, which, and like I realized that they're, they're seven and eight, and there's a thing where you're, they're supposed to now not. You know, my my mother was super strict on us, right? But like, you know, we talked, we talked. I I, I want them to be competent girls. Yeah. So you you don't you see them doing things, and you're like, what are you doing? You yeah. know, and they're yeah. like, I don't know, it feels good. And you're like, God damn it! Yeah. You know, and you're like, ah, oh, and you're like, well, that's something that maybe you want to do by yourself, right? Or something like that. And I try not to like put any guilt or shame on their on them for doing stuff. Yeah. Where my mother would have been like. Your hand's gonna fall off and God's gonna take it away. <laughs> and, you're like, and you're like, oh my God, I'm not gonna have my hand anymore. Do you know what I mean? Or or if you keep doing that, you're um, I don't know, you're you're gonna go blind. That's yeah. what you tell little boys, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and little boys definitely grab at their penises like what I have no idea. You they're gonna yank it off their bodies. <laughs> and they have no idea what they're doing. I no. mean, you could even it's crazy, and they'll it's be an like innocence. four, yeah. and they'll be like ripping it off their bodies and like and you can see that they like it because they're just constantly doing it so it's just so funny but um it is a hard thing to do but do you agree with that that you have to let little girls and boys just kind of not you know inappropriately like in like a grocery store but (laughs) you have to let them experience like that rubbing sensation and I don't know. Not for pleasure. They don't know it's pleasurable. Absolutely. They just know that they like it. 
It's not sex. Um, I think it's so important to be so very careful the way, like you said, with your daughters, like you never want to guilt or shame because then you raise guilty and shamed adults kind of thing. Um, so you do have to be so careful with how you're wording it. And you just have to explain, um, my roommate, Nanny's a six-year-old boy and same problem. He's a little boy and he just knows that it feels good. Um, and he doesn't know why or anything like that. And she's like, I know that that feels good. And that's your penis. Yeah. And you're free to touch that as much as you want in the privacy of your room. And that's pretty much as explicit as she'll get with it. She'll just be like, I know that feels really good. And you can do that in the privacy of your own room. Yeah. Just making it's, it not like tough. a dirty thing and not a shameful thing is so important. Yeah. That would be hard. It's hard. Yeah. They literally, <laughs> I don't know. They, they get way too excited riding that bicycle. I'm like, what are you doing? And they're yeah. like, and they're just like riding the bike. And I'm like, and, and my husband is so uh, conservative when it comes yeah. to our children. He's like, he's like, what are they doing? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I, but I totally know what they're doing. <laughs> so they're not rubbing the couch. They just love the seat of their bikes. <laughs> they're going to listen to this episode one day. And I'm like, mom, you've ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well, sorry. But just like how many? You gotta tell your therapist something. My mother had a podcast back in yeah, twenty twenty two, and she's talking about my me as eight year old riding a bike. I mean, I did like it, but she's crazy. <laughs> so uh, sorry. No, no, no. This is all good stuff. So the other thing you talked about, and I was just wanting to. I really wanted to talk about masturbation on the show because when do we ever get to do that? Um, but. I mean, I'm psyched. It's the best, I think I said should be a regular guest. I know, I know. Yeah. We, have, we could have. She could have her own. Uh, yeah. Corner of designated the sexy yeah. corner. Yes. Sex in the corner or yes. something. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Sex in the corner. That's not something you did in the club in the nineties. You're like, oh, were you there? What? Yeah. Oh, I was at the tunnel in New York City and I had sex in the corner. Perfect. So how, you, you talked about the fact that you use like Reiki and yoga and um, and you did just kind of touch on attachment theory. Um, tell us a little bit about that. How does that play into it? Other than you can like it, do enough yoga, you can put your head over your, your, your leg over your head. <laughs> um, so I like to incorporate, um, I named my business Cosmos Sutra because it does, Cosmos is the spiritual aspect of it. Sutra is obviously Kama Sutra. It's the sexual aspect of it. So I thought that was really cute to put yep. it together um, because I do have training in both areas and I like to incorporate them because I think that the more in touch you are with yourself, both physically and literally, like, um, the more in touch you are with yourself, the more comfortable you can be in your body. Um, a lot of people come to me and have problems with um, being too in their head while they're having sex, or they're just worrying about making their partner orgasm or themselves orgasm, and they can't just let it go and tap into their own sexuality and their spirituality. So I think... Um, the more experience you have with meditation and Reiki and yoga, the more in tune you can be with your body and your needs oh, and your boundaries. I could see that. Like it's all weaves together. Yeah, I could totally see that. Like, you know, and Dave's like tapping my shoulder and I'm like all up into like, oh my God, I didn't write my script for the show. And that's all I can think about. I mean, I'm obviously not going, you know, it makes sense if you can be in the moment and, and find a way to bring your, make yourself present. Of course, that makes sense. Are you married? I am not. No, she's like, She's a young, young woman. Just well, the other reason why I'm saying asking you this is because there'll be a time in your life where you're like doing like a shopping list in your head yeah. and just going through the motions. <laughs> yeah, no, I never do that. Gina. No, I never. You'll, you'll no, never. Mm -mm. You'll have that moment where you're just like, 
I had so much to do, and like, and it's been an all-day nagging thing of, <laughs> when's it going to happen? Cutting, when's it going to happen? Cutting. When's it going to happen? You're like, all right, let's just do it. My arm is going to hurt. Yeah. You're like, okay. <laughs> and then you just do it. Yeah. And, and then, like, yeah. But sometimes I feel, you know what? I'll be, I'll be blatantly honest. Why do women feel guilty? Why do women have a harder time asking for it than what men do? Oh, because we are so programmed to be like male pleasing and it's so much easier for men to orgasm. And, you know, obviously men just have to use penetration to orgasm or, you know, the good genitals are on the outside. So we have like the outside <laughs> stimulation and it's just, I feel like unfortunately for a long time, women were just kind of on the back burner for pleasure. And we were just kind of seen as ways to procreate. Yeah. And so that was just kind of built into our society. And we are slowly unlearning that more and more. Um, and I know like a lot of people, um, men, luckily not men that I've had experience with, but my friends and stuff like that, um, a lot of men are insulted or intimidated if we ask to bring like toys into the bedroom. Um, kind of like, I, I can do this myself kind of yeah. thing. But no, you can't. Like, let's just... <laughs> Let's just get the help that we need to get us there so we can all orgasm together. Totally agree. Totally agree. I, lo- I love that. Do you know, um, you know what would make me happy right now, Jean? Yeah, I mean, I think I need something. I mean, I should have just brought a dildo and kind of mixed the drink with that. Oh, How about okay. that? I, that would be a new mixing tool. You could, you could actually, if it had the right controls, it could spin and shake all at the same time. Yeah, don't they make that thing? Is it called the rabbit? They have that. That's what I'm saying. If oh. you get the right one. I mean, I'll do a whole other thing. I'll be like, oh, this thing makes the greatest art. Let's just make a cocktail. Okay, let's make a cocktail. Let's make a cocktail. So every episode, we get inspired by our guests. You inspired me to do a Long Island iced tea. Oh, rock on. And I know this sounds ridiculous, right? Because, like, everyone's like, oh, Long Island iced tea is well, all of these classic old school cocktails, espresso martini, Long Island iced tea, grasshopper, is making a resurgence in the cocktail world again. And I wanted to make this cocktail for you because there is nothing that was more served at the Playboy Mansion ever than this cocktail. So you have to be like, I mean, he's been making everybody have sex for years, right? So I feel like since, so if you're inspiring people, we're gonna do it in a mini version. So uh, here's what you need, right? Really simple. If you're gonna make this for you and your partner, you're gonna adapt everything into a one ounce version. Uh, but for right now, so I'm making one for myself and my partner Louise today, right? Okay, so we're gonna do one ounce of vodka and, um, we're going to do one ounce of tequila or mezcal. You could use either one. And every time you pick a different ingredient, um, just remember, just it's going in your body, so pick the things that you like and uh, think are delicious. So now here's my trick to the Long Island Sea. I love this drink, but I love to use um, spiced rum. So we're going to use one ounce of Thrasher spiced rum, which is actually here. Whoops. It's actually here in D.C. I spilled a lot of it. <laughs> here in D.C. Uh, and then... Uh, here's a twist. It calls for Cointreau, but if you use Patron Citron, which is really lovely in there, and it gives it a little bit of a different flavor, that would be uh, super excellent. And then we're gonna use, and then we're gonna use one ounce of gin. So again, if you missed anything, it'll be a designated drinker dot show. So do not worry. This is a complicated cocktail. It is delicious, though. I'm gonna ask my lovely uh, assistant Louise to help me with this drink today. It's because I need a little bit of ice. Here I come. Um, and then we're gonna take our simple syrup, which we made in our first episode. And again, simple syrup is quite simple, but also um, 
something really easy to mess up. So we're gonna take uh, half an ounce of that and we're gonna take a lemon and we're gonna use half a lemon or one and a half ounces of lemon juice. And then we're gonna take one and a half ounces of lime juice, fresh. So it's a little bit different. It calls for sour mix in a lot of recipes, but I'm showing you how to do it. So it's just a little bit um, elevated. So, you know, there's nothing, for me, that smell of citrus, and I, and I think it's a lot of women, is a huge, like, uh, you know, stimulator and wakes you up and makes you feel good. And it's something that women in general, I, you know, find to be lovely because it's in all of our perfumes and fragrance and stuff like that, right? All right, so now we have in here all of these wonderful ingredients, and we are going to finish this with Coca-Cola. So first we're gonna do is put ice on top, give this a shake. Now this is where the drink is gonna get a little bit different. You gave it a shake. Now you're gonna take Coca-Cola. I know, gross, right? We did all these great ingredients. And now we're gonna take good old Coca-Cola. Um, I actually got Coke Zero because I don't know why. But I just love the fakeness of this. Anyway, it's one, two, three ounces. And now you're like, why are you putting that in there? Because it's gonna make it the color of iced tea. And now when you add the fizzy, you pour it back and forth from your shaker um, bottom to your shaker top because this is no longer um, a shaking cocktail because you now have something that's carbonated in there. Mm. So what you like to do or what you should do is give it a roll. So going back and forth between tens is a roll. And some cocktails call for that. All right, so we have all that in there. I'm gonna use my um, hand because you told me I should use my hand in the first episode, so that's what I'm doing here. <laughs> and I'm gonna use these smaller glasses. Now, the reason why I'm doing this is, this is a fully octane cocktail. Do you really need, you know, the all, all of that at once? I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe if it's Friday. But we're gonna just take that and pour it into our glass. And little mini versions. So we'll just call them, uh, you know, uh, what's, oh, I'm trying to think of what's a good, uh, what's a good fun name for a mini excursion into Long Island, we'll call it uh, Long Island City. That's what we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it the Long Island City instead of Long Island Ice Day. Cause you're only, in, you're only in for a little bit. There you go. Uh, and I was gonna just give it a little, well, this, these glasses are tiny, so we'll just do a half. Let's do a little half moon on there. One and two, and, and that's it, and cheers. Cheers. And then after one of these, it's baby making time. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. So what's scary about this drink when you make this right is that you cannot taste any of the liquor. They're terrifying. Yeah. Oh, what a different episode of Designated Drinker. That is for sure. You are refreshing, Chelsea. Very refreshing. Just like <sighs> that cocktail. Complex. But it all comes together to make something amazing. So now I'm gonna ask the fun question. Does your insurance cover this? <laughs> <laughs> so currently, no, I do not take insurance. Because <laughs> I think that's one of the biggest things. And I think um, sometimes people get really hung up on uh, and, and mental on any kind of health, you know, that's not covered under insurance. They're like, oh, I don't need it. I'm like, you fucking need therapy. This is so much better. Like, you should get therapy and sex therapy. I mean, what gets better than that? Well, the good news is, is that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I know you will, you not only see patients where you are locally, you see them online, correct? Uh, yes, I use Zoom to see a lot of my clients. I feel like that's a lot safer in uh, your line of business where you would do 
you got to have some clients that are kind of like super, you know, free and like, you know, into it. So like if they have questions or something and they're coming to see you, you know, some people just want to talk about it with somebody else. Do you ever find that, that they, they don't need actually any help? They just want to like talk about it? Oh, absolutely. Some people just love to um, bounce ideas off people and maybe just get some validation from a third party kind of thing. Um, yeah. And a lot of the uh, exercises I do are uh, very intimate. Um, so it can be difficult to do it online. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it all works out. I love that. Just in case anyone missed it, I had to do our housekeeping. Where are they going to go get this? You're going to go to designateddrinker.show uh, for their tips, tricks, how to, how to get to Chelsea, how to take all of your drinking money and save it because you're going to mix cocktails at home and then hire her <laughs> to make your bedroom spicier. <laughs> that sounds perfect. That's right? great advice. And then we'll be putting kink in a jar and that'll be located also at <laughs> designateddrinker.show. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's that. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to recover from that now. <laughs> I mean, hello. Did you see what I just poured in a glass? Take five ounces of liquor yeah. and a half an ounce of juice and some Coca-Cola, and that's what I'm going to make you. <laughs> Good luck. Um, Chelsea's going to leave us one thing. Our takeaway is that we need to masturbate. Is that true? Yes. Start and also there. do the uncomfy child work. But yes, master. Yes. Just master. Everybody, go 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 do it. <laughs> and then we're going to have It'll all put you time. in a great mood. There you yeah. go. Absolutely. I do actually have a fun tip. Oh, please give us your fun tip. It's really uh important to masturbate right before like a job interview or something like that cuz your skin glows. So you have like a nice glow to you. Just like a little fun tip. If you're trying to like land a deal or something. <laughs> I just thought of something so funny. I can't say it though. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else maybe is going to listen to it. Depending on the job, maybe you shouldn't do it while you interview, though. That would just what I interview for jobs. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend before, not during. I mean, you know, like you said, depends on the job. Depends and wash your hands. If you're yes, coming I'll to interview you. for me, please wash your hands. Oh, oh, I listen to your podcast. Did you wash your hands? Yeah. <laughs> So, but oh um, this day and age, everybody has a different, um, you know, animal, spiritual animal that you uh, identify with, and you might identify with the bumblebee because they're little worker bees, and they're totally into, you know, uh, making honey, and you know, everyone says you do it like a, a bee, right? <laughs> Busy like a bee. <laughs> if you can identify yourself as one spirited ingredient, whether it's in um, food or beverage, what would that ingredient be, and why would that describe you? So I was listening to your other podcasts preparing for this question, yes. and I'm going to go with the first thing that popped into my mind. Um, I'm going to go with Parmesan cheese. <laughs> awesome. Because <laughs> I feel like, you know, a lot or a little, I add a little something, something, you know? <laughs> I love that. You're at the first. We've not had anybody say that to us. So I what I Parmesan heard cheese. is that she likes to be on top. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well cheers to Parmesan cheese yes. and masturbation. Yes. 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 Cheers. Cheers. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That 
a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers, Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.